0: Praise the Lord, everybody. With an awesome, awesome, powerful move of the Holy Ghost. We can fill in this place already tonight. And looking forward to what the Lord's going to do. I love your Pastor, very, very much. Appreciate the um, offering. Very, very humbling. Thank you for that. We are very excited about what God is doing here. Obviously, just a total atmosphere change. You can feel the difference in the atmosphere. And we are excited about being a part of that. And just looking forward to what God's going to do for you in your future and uh, give on to the choir. What an awesome, awesome job tonight. And I, I have never preached this before because I was writing it down all day, but I, I think I heard something from the Lord to close this out tonight. And I want to give you something that you can take forward personally and corporately and go, go forward in, in your faith. And God will do great things tonight. There is there's a, there's a powerful undercurrent of the Spirit already waiting to erupt in here. The gift of faith is in here right now. If you haven't felt that, the gift of faith is very strong in here. And so we want to obey the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 12, we're going to read verse 1 through 10. All the preachers on the front row, I give all them honor. Uh, but Jordan told me that they're all powerhouses, and across America, he wouldn't think there was one person that could that could compare to them pound for pound in preaching. So that's pretty, pretty uh, great honor there. We have some great young preachers among us, and I'm thankful for that. I'm glad that I'm not 20 years old anymore, and being the one that everyone said, well, we hope. You carry this torch on. It's always lonely evangelizing for the first 10 years, 12 years. felt like you were just very few people in my generation, but I see these guys are are on fire, and that just fires me up that there's more generations of anointed young guys coming up that are going to take the devil by the throat. Praise God. Acts chapter 12, verse number 1 through verse number 10. Now, about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. Because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. And then were the days of unleavened bread. When he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made. I love that without ceasing of the church. You have to make prayer, by the way, unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. Behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. By the way, that angel's still alive right now. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly, and his chains fell from off his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals, and so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. Verse 10 When they were past the first and the second ward, they came into the iron gate. Somebody say, The iron gate. That leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. That's talking about Peter. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. They came to the iron gate, and it opened up unto Peter unto his own accord. I want to preach on the subject, marching toward closed doors. Marching toward closed doors. I've heard from the Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you for your anointing and for your power. I thank you that you're going to unleash faith to such a level tonight for people that they're going to do things for you they never dreamed they would do. I thank you in advance in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the uproar and the power of your spirit that's going to take this city, that's going to take ministries to dimensions they never dreamed they would go to. I thank you in advance for the outpouring of your spirit this year upon this church and upon this city. I give you glory and praise. For what you're about to do tonight, anoint my mind and loose my tongue through the will of the Holy Ghost, I pray. Can you clap your hands to Jesus Christ one more time? Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell them, I'm marching toward a closed door. You may be seated. We assume it's apostolic because we hear it preached all the time, and we do this, and I'm guilty of it, and so are you probably of saying these words that I'm waiting for an opening. And once God opens the door, I will go through it. And we are guilty, most of us, of saying whatever your will is, if you open up the door, I will go through it. And we mean it, and we are sincere with our prayer as we tell the Lord, whatever your will is, I will go through it. I will do it. We assume that is apostolic to tell the lord i'm not just going to sit here i will if you open up the door i will go i will do whatever you ask me to do because there are a lot of people that are spectators that that just watch revival but there are people in this room most everybody in this room has gone from spectator to participator in this revival. There are a lot of warriors in here that were watchers before right now. They are engaged in the spirit. And we oftentimes, when we say God open up a door we mean what we say and we wait and we watch and we pray in expectation that God will do something great for us connect us somehow, open up a door somehow and once he does we will go through it and then we will see the destiny in our future that God has for us. That is not apostolic at all. According to our text here in the book of Acts of the apostles, when God is ready to open up doors for people, he makes them get ready while the doors are closed. He sends angels to them and makes Peter put on sandals and put on his clothes and shines a light on Peter and breaks the chains off him while the doors are still locked. Hear me. It's very Very easy. To understand this that sometimes when God is getting ready to do something great with you or for you it's not going to make sense because the doors will be locked and shut all around you we preach everywhere yours truly included that until God opens the door it's not his will and if there's a door shut it's not his will and I've come to a revelation the last 24 hours that I may not be right in that at all sometimes the will of God is for great things to happen and the door that you think will never open in your life is waiting on you to get expectation in your spirit and say I'm going to start preparing myself now and even though the door is locked and the lights are off and I'm chained to the soldiers I'm going to believe that God is going to get me up and use me. That's why hell hates some of you right now because you keep getting up expecting something to happen and you wander around your spiritual prison cell and nothing's broken loose for you yet but you're driving the devil crazy because he can't rest he can't rest with you in the room every time he thinks he has you you keep getting back up waiting for your moment waiting for your time it is this church's hour it is this church's time and you have prepared and you have prayed and you have fasted and God is going to use you and lead you to the next level Uh, do not laugh at people that, that are constantly moving around the Spirit, praying for people, and you think that's just, what are they doing? They're never going anywhere. They're not going to do anything for God. Don't laugh at people when you can't see their angel in the room. Those soldiers had no idea. Peter's angel was standing right there inside the room and sometimes you've got to get up when there's no way to get out. You've got to say somehow, some way even though I do not see how God will ever do it. I'm going to act like God's already doing it. I don't have any clue if it's going to happen physically or emotionally or financially but I'm going to prepare myself like it's already happening. True apostolic ministry and apostolic revival says I'm going to step out in faith while you sit in the boat and watch me it may be a storm but i'm going to believe when my foot touches water that i'm going to walk on that water because the power of the holy ghost that's inside of me will cause me to have victory over everything i step into And so he said, get up, dude. We've got to go. And Peter's sitting there getting dressed. This doesn't make sense. These soldiers are still right here. The doors are locked. How are we gonna get out? And preparing himself, puts his shoes on, trying to be real quiet. Sneaking out of prison. Supposed to get executed tomorrow. So he sneaks out and they go past the first door. The first ward of soldiers, and they sneak by the second ward. Hell's not worried about some of you because they think they have you trapped. There's some in this room that hell's not worried about you at all because they think they've got an ace card on you that if you get too far, they'll just whip out the iron gate and you won't be able to ever do anything. And so they let you walk around. They let you move in the spirit a little bit at church. They actually let you think and dream a little bit that you're going to be something because they're really not threatened by you because they think if push comes to shove, you can't get through what they have holding back against you. That's why Pharaoh said nine times, go ahead and go. I'm not really going to let you go, but I'll act like I'm going to let you go. Go ahead and bring all the plagues you want to, Moses. Why? Because he knew I've got a kid and if this kid keeps living, no matter what you do to my people, I've got your people's future because my son's alive but when God killed that kid Pharaoh said, now I have nothing to do but let you go because he knew that that gate had been unleashed and people were going to be free and so they're walking, sneaking around, these soldiers being very quietly and the Bible said they came to the iron gate. And you got to understand, this, this is powerful because Peter's marching toward a gate that's locked. If this doesn't work, you're dead now. if Oh, I wish I could preach that kind of stuff. When you get the kind of faith where if this doesn't work, everything falls apart, but I'm still going to see if it will work, that's real faith. Anybody can say, well, I'm going to step out if it doesn't work. Well, I still got this uh, stuff over here. So I'll... I'll, I'll mm we got options, remember? We'll give part of it, but not all of it, because we know I can step out and look like I'm sacrificing, but not really sacrifice everything, because if I was told by God to sacrifice everything, if it didn't work, I would lose everything. And Peter comes to the iron gate, and I was blown away today when I read what the iron gate was. It says a gate, a barrier made of iron, and then the next phrase, like the gates of hell. fired me up a tad no wonder hell sits there and lets people move around the spirit a little bit because they think that they have a spot in their life that's unpenetrable and cannot be broken through and the bible said peter came this is powerful he's marching to a locked gate that's made of iron saying when i get there that's going to somehow open up for me and somehow, some way, even though I'm locked in and there's no way out, by the time my hand gets on that door, something's going to, that's real faith. When you keep marching in the face of all hell and everything keeps falling apart, but you say, when I get my hands on that gate, something is going to break in the spirit and I am going to be freer than I've ever ever been. He comes up to the gate and he's marching toward it. And the Bible said it opened up to him of his own accord. You know why the gate opened up? Peter wasn't worried about what was in front of him because he knew what was behind him. When you understand that just because you can't see angels, but you know they're there with you, it will give you a confidence to step out in faith and believe that God's going to back you up. Here's the trouble. The devil's told too many people that you've got no backup if you step out, and you're on your own, and God's not going to hang with you, and God's not going to be there for you if you go too far out there. But Peter knew, I can press on this gate because i got an angel behind me, and if I've got the Lord on my side, whom shall I FEAR! Oh, and Peter began. You got to see this in the spirit. I'll get to our stuff in a second. But Peter is pushing in the spirit a door that's not supposed to open up to one man. If you read about how big these doors were, they were massive. These soldiers would take th- these blockades and push these gates open. But the Bible said it just opened up to Peter of his own accord. When it's time for God to break you out and God to use you like you've never been used before, things that have always been in the way will suddenly start to get removed out of the way obstacles that hell has i wish i could preach to some people that hell's been talking to you about your past saying you'll never get through this you'll never break through that if you try to step out i'll bring that up on you i wish i could expose that lying demon right now in the name of jesus when it's time for god to expose you for how greatly he's going to use you that iron gate's going to move in ways it should never move because the power of the lord is behind you We need to have faith for the impossible. That's the problem. We have faith for things that we might think would work out. But we need to have faith for things that we have no clue how it would work out. We have no answers, no solutions, no idea who God's going to use. But my faith level is so high that I've got my hands on the gate anyway. Saying somehow, some way that my God can do exceedingly and a. Ab- abundantly above all I ask or even. I can see Moses right now being chased by an army standing at a Red Sea grabbing a rod saying I hope this works. Everybody stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You got Pharaoh and all the best trained soldiers in the world coming to kill you and you're facing a Red Sea that's never opened up one time in the history of the world and yet you've got faith. You know what he was doing? He was walking up to an iron gate. He was walking up to a closed door and God, Shalom God honors faith that says, I know it looks impossible, but I believe God is able to do it no matter what I see. And so Moses whipped out a rod. And God said, I can't help but back somebody up when they step out for me. You know why God backs me up sometimes? Whether you hate me or love me. Because when you step out for God, it doesn't matter what people say. God will back you up. That's if you want to see miracles and the gift of faith, start stepping out and doing something once in a while. Anybody can watch. Anybody can act like they've got it. But if you'll step out, God will move the red sea open i can hear samson in the back of my head right now screaming find me a pillar that's never moved and i'll push it down because i know if i believe in something that no one else believes can happen I can hear Joshua marching around the wall. Same tomorrow. When I shout, that thing's coming down. Tomorrow when these people get unified, it's coming down. But it's locked, Joshua. No one can go in. No one can get out. It's got two walls all the way up. You can't get through. Yeah, it's coming down. You're walking up to a a locked gate. You're walking up to a closed door. Yep. Why? Because God will back me up when I approach closed doors. Too many times I see a door closed, and I'm like, oh, that must be God. He wouldn't dare want me to have faith for something. I'll let it sit. We think, well, the door is closed. It must not be God. You know what that is? That's an excuse to have no faith. I asked a kid 10 years ago, to go, 10, 12 years ago, to go to the church with me. He was, had a calling to be an evangelist if I've ever seen one. Kid could preach up a storm. Had He just had it. I, I took him to the church and said, I have no idea how to get messages. I said, okay, I started teaching him what to do. I'd make him preach to me at the church. There was three or four of them. I'd sit there and say, okay, here's a verse I'm on a Thursday night, Friday night, whatever. I'd make him preach this verse. I'd give him a verse and say, preach right now. I Over and over and over, I would train these kids. These guys were so powerful they could preach anything we would meet the church for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and pray and pray and pray and pray and i said finally after about a couple years of this i said hey bro i can make some calls you're ready for the evangelistic field you've got it man you've got the gift of faith you've seen miracles happen here at the church you know you want to He said, yes i do i want to step out i want to evangelize it's my dream i said let me make some calls he said no let's let god open the doors Ten years later, last month, I'm preaching a revival in that city, a different church. He shows up, still at the same church, still not preaching. And I said, Hey, man, what you been doing? Ready? I'm waiting for God to open the doors. I said, That's the problem. You've been wasting 10 years. Because in your mind, you're pleasing God by taking up space on a pew. But when God's called you to do something, whether it's preach the gospel as an evangelist or reach your coworker, well, I don't know if he'll. I don't know if he's always. He's an atheist. She she don't even like to talk about church. She's got her own church. It's an iron gate. Have you witnessed? No, because I assume if they're hungry, they'll come to me. That's what we do. I mean, let's be honest. I try to hint, but they don't act like it's an iron gate. So I just go back to my cell. I mean, my pew. Waiting on the Lord. Preacher's saying, Lord, God's touching him. a lot of people in this revival. Why hasn't he touched me? Just waiting on the Lord, waiting on God to give me something, waiting on God to do something, waiting on God to. T- I don't know if I've told this before, but a couple, of, I may have told you this. If I have, I apologize. But it bears repeating. There was this revival about two months ago. This lady, sixty-something years old, comes to the service on a Thursday night, whatever it was, and she's got no car, she's got no job, no income. She's in her sixties. She doesn't have. She doesn't have social security coming. Somehow, she's lost that. She's got nothing, nothing at all. She gets rides to church. She shows up, she's got $5 in her bank account. The Holy Ghost says, write a check for $200 and give it in the offering. You know what we'd do? I rebuke that devil in Jesus' name. Not all of us. I would. Because that's clearly not the will of God. If I have five and something's saying, write a check for 200 that's going to bounce. That's not God. Billy Cole said, first voice you hear is the voice of God. Second voice is the devil. Third voice is you. Usually we hear the voice, do this. The second voice, don't do this. And the third voice, I probably shouldn't do it. And we obey that third. Anyway, that was good preaching. <laughs> this lady writes the check. $5, no income, no job, nothing. No car. Puts it in the offering and starts dancing and worshiping. have been praying if that was me. God provide or else I'm going to look very dumb when the pastor calls me saying this (laughs) bounced. She goes to leave the service that night and a lady walks up and says, I just felt the Lord told me to give you this, $200. The next day, she's getting a bus ride across town. The bus stop stops in front of a car dealership. She said, you know, I don't have an income, I don't have a job, I don't have any money. I'm going to go see if I can get a car. Well, I would never do that. That's why you don't have the car she has right now. She walks in. You see, when you've stepped out and pushed this door open, you assume this door is supposed to open too, because why would God bring me through that to make me stop here? Maybe not all of us are agreeing on that. We like to get in that comfort stay. Well, okay, I stepped out a little bit. I'm further along than what I used to be. This lady said, well, if God pushed that door open, God's going to push this door open. So she walks right in. I'd like to get that 2015 car. They said, what's your uh, income? Nothing. Where's your job at? I don't have a job. "Uh, Social Security? No. "Um, What can you offer as a down payment? Nothing. What can you trade in? Nothing. You know what? We've never done this before. We're going to give it to you interest-free for a year. Here's the lowest payment we can give you. She gets the keys to the car, drives out, and her son calls and says, Mom, what's going on? She tells him. She said, I'm going to pay for that car. Don't even worry about the payments. Well, that's cute. If that was you and you had no ride and you stepped out and God honored that, and then God gave you a car, you wouldn't need me to preach one more story. You'd shout me down up in here right now because you know the power of faith. Can I get it loose in the back right now? The power of faith that will cause somebody to face a door, to face of a- Jesus said speak to the mountain and don't doubt in your heart and say be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea. You've probably heard this, but I, and I don't normally tell stories that if, if, unless it's my stories that I've heard or seen, or Billy Cole, because I love Billy Cole so much, but but this this is so powerful. I remember when Glenn Massey, pastor in Louisiana, was preaching it because of the time. You probably saw it a couple of years ago, preaching it because of the times, and he's talking about faith, and he's talking about growing up poor in his house, and how his mom, single mom didn't have any, they didn't have anything, and it's coming time for school, and they have no school clothes, and no school supplies, and no shoes, and all this stuff, and he always wanted these Nike shoes or something and, and she could never get them ever because they had no money and so his mom wakes up praying one morning and she says get dressed boys and she said, he said where are we going she said we're going to the store to buy clothes for school and shoot new shoes those shoes you want we're gonna buy supplies and he said but we don't have any money it's not no one's sleeping in here i hope she said i know god's gonna make a way and he said, "He, he said, what shoes do you want? Those are the shoes I want, Mom, but we don't have any money. Put them in the car. We don't have any money. Put them in the car. What jeans do you want? Well, those are the jeans I like, but we don't have it. Put them in the car. And he said, I, reckon, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. He said, I can remember my mom started speaking in tongues, pushing the cart. He said she was walking around the store just speaking in tongues, crying, speaking in tongues as we went to each, each place. And we got this and we got that. And she loaded up the cart full. And we got all the way to the counter. And he said, Mom, we don't have any money. And she just kept saying, said, and She kept speaking in tongues at the cash register. Well, I would never do that. He said, we were afraid he said, this is about to be embarrassing. And he said, all of a sudden, he said, We're looking around. There's one guy in front of us. Mom starts putting the stuff off the cart, putting it on the cat on the stand. She's putting it on the on the running belt. That's faith. It's one thing to act big and push the cart around the store and act like you're gonna do it, and then leave the car as you bail the front door. Yeah. Hello. Hi. It's another thing to put the stuff on the conveyor belt. Guy pays for her stuff. The lady starts ringing up her stuff. Boom. 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 He said the lady kept saying, the, 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 the prices kept coming up. My mom, he said, just kept speaking in tongues. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. They get it all rung up, hundreds of dollars. In Jesus' name. All of a sudden, the guy that had just bought his stuff all the way to the door comes back and says, I don't know who you are, lady, but the Lord told me to pay for all the stuff that's in your cart. I'm going to pay for everything that's on your cart right now. what are you preaching this for to close that revival because we have stretched our faith to a level and we should be comfortable but there is one more dimension the Holy Ghost said it's a dimension that most of you don't believe can even happen it's a dimension that requires you to say this is impossible but greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world and I'm going to step out in faith when I have no resources I'm going to step out on God why does Peter push a door open and expect it to open because Peter stepped out on water one day before and knew the water should have sank him but he walked on something. He should have drowned in. And when you've seen God do something before, you know God can come through again. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel like challenging someone in the spirit to march toward a closed door. You've got no idea how God's going to give you that job, but you march toward it in faith. You start speaking it in faith. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I have no connections there. I have no hookups there. I know nobody there, but I am on the Lord's side, and so I'm going to go like something's going to happen for me. Why? Because I believe once I get my hands on the iron gate. Stay standing. Peter gets out. He's like, oh, my Lord. That was an angel. Goes to the church where the prayer meeting's going on. Knocks on their door. Sorry, we can't open this door. We're trying to pray for a miracle that we don't actually have faith to receive. We're doing everything right outwardly, looking like we're believing God for this miracle. But we actually don't have the faith to receive it we're praying right we're laying hands on the right people looking like we believe God's supposed to heal them but it's the spirit of rhoda that says i want to believe God can do it but i'm just not sure instead of opening the door, she ran back in and said, someone's knocking, saying it's Peter. And they said, it can't be Peter. It's his angel. Kind of close. There was an angel involved, but it was Peter. And the whole time they're sitting there saying, we have faith to believe but not receive. The miracle is in danger of being arrested again by hell and taken back to the prison cell where nothing ever happens again. It's not enough for one person to have faith. And everyone else look like they've got faith. We're believing God. I'm giving you a key right now. I'm giving you a real big key in the spirit. Anybody can act apostolic and say they're believing God for the miraculous. It's hard for people to receive it. Well, I can say I you're not getting it. Receiving it is opening doors you don't want to open. And you're not sure if it opens, if it's going to be what I think it is. And so you just say, I I know the safe thing to do is I'll just keep praying like I believe God's going to do it. The miracle's knocking on the door. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. Oh, I'm praying for God to move. I'm praying for God to make a way. I'm praying for God to come through. And the answer's saying, come on, try this. Come on, go there. Talk to him. Talk to her. It's at the door. It's at the door. The door is closed. You have to open the door. Question. If it was his angel. Why wouldn't they open the door for an angel? If it really was, if they really believed, an angel's at the door. If I told you and you believed an angel's at the back door, I couldn't keep any of you from listening to me. You'd be all running after the door, trying to see what the angel looked like. Everybody in this building would. If you really believed there was an angel outside that door, you'd run to the door right now to see it. An angel. Help us. When we think there are angels among us and we're not stirred. When the preacher says there's an angel among us and I don't even feel anything. Oh, I don't believe that. I don't see anything. The angels of the Lord are here, right. But if I said there's a demonic spirit in here, where? You know why? Because hell has convinced us that the demonic is real, but the angelic is not. But last time I checked, only a third of the angels fell from heaven. That means for every demon, there are two angels right now here I'm in the Holy Ghost right now this church is going into a dimension where angels dwell among them but you're going to have to open up your eyes and step out in faith like you never have before you're starting to create an apostolic culture but get ready for things you've never seen things you've never heard God's going to do things in front of you but it's going to require before you see it pushing the obstacle saying in the name of Jesus my co-workers in the Holy Ghost next Sunday in the name of Jesus brethren Memories getting healed. Shut up, a Kaya. A Talamo Salamataya. Shut up. He at kaya Yoda Bohos Salamashalamakaya. He Where's the faith at? Where's real, radical, apostolic, push the door open, faith? If God needs to open the door you can't open, he'll do it. But God's not moved by unbelief. God's not moved by doubt. God's not moved by fear. God's not moved by worry. God's not moved by complaining. God's not moved by murmuring. But God is moved by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. He that cometh to God must believe that He is. And that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. You've got to believe right now, sweetheart. That while you're praying, the angels of the Lord are behind you. And the power of the Most High God is listening to you right now. And you can have whatsoever you ask. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. Knock and the door shall be open. He said you've got to get your hands on the door! Stop waiting on God to get everything perfect in your little life before you get apostolic and before you have radical faith and make you feel good about who you are and forgive you of your past. Get your hands on your door and say, in the name of Jesus, let my house be in order. Let my marriage be restored. Let my body be healed. Let my kid come back to church. Let my job bless me. Let my pastor be strengthened. Let my home be healed. Atamos shalakaya your iron gate why upon this rock will i build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it That's why Jesus went to the prisons and preached to the demonic spirits. He went down to the pits of hell and took the keys back and said, I'm breaking the gate open for anybody you're holding hostage. I dare you to raise your hands and call on the name of Jesus right now. Everybody, by the authority of the Word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, I speak to impossible situations. Release the gift of miracles, God, this week in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout, Jesus! Jesus! Somebody shout Jesus! But that door's not open. It's gonna open. But the building's not sold. It's gonna get sold. But we don't have enough money yet. We're going to have enough money. Oh, I wish I could preach to you and get right up in your faith and inject a shot from God into your faith right now. God will do what you expect him to do. Expectation faith is what moves the mountain. I don't have a resource. I don't have a solution. It's not about your resources. It's about your hands getting on the iron gate. It's about your hands getting on the pillars. It's about your hands stretching forth the rod. It's about your voice shouting against that wall. Martha, roll away the stone. Why, Lord, he's been dead four days. It's the iron gate, Martha. Get your hands on your barrier. Stop waiting on a miracle for your barrier to disappear. Push what you can push. What do I do now, Lord? I push. Lazarus, come forth. He that was dead came forth. Lazarus never gets resurrected if Martha doesn't push her iron gate. Lazarus never gets resurrected if Martha doesn't push away her stone. Hear me. You've got to do what you can do if you're going to get what God can do. With God... All things are possible to them that believe. Faith without works is dead. Being alone, show me your faith without your works. I will show you my faith by my works. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen Jairus, she's dead trouble not the master anymore nope, keep coming Lord here's the door, here's the room she's in Centurion, what are you doing? he's dying, Lord speak the word only My servant shall be healed Lady you've had that issue of blood 12 years No doctor can fix it You're going to die If I could just find that gate The Holy Ghost is giving you a key To an iron gate tonight That leads to the city The Bible said the gate opened up to the city. The kind of faith that wins a city is the kind of faith that's starting to stir in here right now. The kind of faith that takes you from having revival in the little prison cell that no one knows about to the main street where everyone can see. Hear me in the Holy Ghost is you getting up like you've been doing and praying like you've been praying and getting your sandals on and getting that garment on and believing God's getting ready to do it and having faith and walking even though you don't see a way out. When you get to that iron gate tomorrow, push. Does no good for a mother to carry a child for nine months if she's not going to push during delivery. Does no good to have a miracle birthing in your spirit, moving in your womb as the church if you're not going to push when it's time. And I've ever heard God, I hear Him now. This church, it's time. This is your hour. This is your year. This is your season. This is your harvest. Do not be afraid of the enemy, of the arrow that flieth by day, the terror by night. Do not be afraid of what the devil can say. Don't be afraid of your co-worker's response. Don't be afraid of what the person at school says to you. But go in boldness. I'm in the Holy Ghost. I give you boldness in the name of Jesus right now. Impart boldness, God, to every person that wants it right now. Impart the gift of faith right now to anybody that it needs it I pray they'll push the gate they'll speak to the mountain they'll raise their rod and believe and then they'll receive one of the most powerful men of God told me last year I thought he was complimenting me he said you've got great faith I said thank you he said that's your problem I said, what do you mean? He said, there's a higher level than great faith. There's great faith. There's good faith. There's pure faith. He said, but there's expectation faith. Expectation faith is you are shocked if it doesn't happen. You know why certain miracles aren't happening? Because it would shock us if they did. We would go crazy because we really don't expect it to happen. We have great faith. I'm not getting on to you. I'm giving you something I couldn't give most churches in America. I'm just telling you something that will work. If you can get to the place where you're shocked when you pray for someone and they're not healed. If I get to the place where I sh- and I pray for someone to get the Holy Ghost and I'm shocked if they don't get it. That's why I'm seeing them get the Holy Ghost left and right now. Because I believe now I will be shocked if they do not get it when I pray for them. I'm not giving it to them but you have to have the faith that this is not just some hyped up little deal but when I stretch my hand towards you I'm believing that God is going to do something for you right now that there's not just my hand but the virtue of the Holy Ghost is going to go into your body that's what you've got to believe that a miracle is going to him right now in the name of the Lord Jesus whatever you've been facing I defy every demon every spirit every voice every fear every worry I inject faith in you now the Lord will come through the Lord will answer the Lord will provide the Lord will make that way Stop. I rebuke the spirit of intimidation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever that is in here, I rebuke the spirit of intimidation. Stop being afraid. You're not a weak lamb. You've got the Holy Ghost inside of you. God is with you. Stop being afraid outside these walls to be a witness. Stop being afraid. Be I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I feel the spirit of fear in here. I rebuke that in the name of the Lord Jesus. For God hath not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of. Can you do something? Can you exercise faith? Can you lay your hands on someone beside you right now and ask them? Ask them, what can I pray about? Don't and ask them the question, then answer the question. Everybody in the building, ask your neighbor, what can I pray about? Now answer the question. Now you know what to pray for. We just got specific. Hell just got nervous. You're not going to ask God to do it. You're not going to say if it's your will. You're going to believe and respect and expect and receive that it's the will of God for this. If it doesn't happen, that's God's decision. But you're going to believe beyond a shadow of a doubt when I lay my hands on you and I pray, God's going to do what you requested because His Word said ask, seek, and knock now lay your hands on them by the authority of the Word of God and the power of the name of Jesus. anoint every hand and every mouth right now release expectation and release miracles. I just saw a gate opening in the spirit just now. I just saw a gate being cracked open just now. Somebody keep pushing. Somebody keep praying. Somebody keep expecting. Somebody keep speaking. Push that gate open, Peter. Expect God To do what you can't do. Expect God to do what you can't do. The gift of faith is an operation now. Demonstration is loose now. In the pews, lay your hands on somebody. In the aisle, lay your hands on somebody. Be used of the Holy Ghost. Be used of the Holy Ghost. Demonstration is in this room right now. Miracles are in this room right now. There will be mighty miracles in the next seven to 14 days in this church. There will be mighty miracles. Gates are opening everywhere in the spirit. Gates are opening everywhere in the spirit. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. That's it. It's in the pews. It's in the pews also. It's in the pews. I can feel it in the pews also. Someone in the pews, be used of God. Someone in the altar, be used of God. The Holy Ghost is in your hands. The Holy Ghost is in your mouth. Don't be afraid to speak, speak the impossible. Be used of God. Have the kind of faith that no one's ever had around you. Have the kind of faith that moves mountains. Now. it's inside of you now you will see it, you will see it much faster <laughs> <laughs> Samson push it down Joshua, shout it down. Moses, stretch it down. Mom, dad, have faith. For your son. For your son. For your daughter, have faith. Have faith in God. That's it. Be used of God. 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 Can I get in here? Can I get in here, bro? Can I get in here? bro? Can I get in here? Someone just got the Holy Ghost in the pew just now. Hallelujah. 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 That's it. Get him, Jesus. Jesus name. Jesus name. When the gate opens, walk in it. When the gate opens, don't stand still. Don't let revival end here. It didn't it wasn't the evangelist that brought you revival. It was your praying and fasting for 40 days. It's been your 24-hour prayer. That's why you're in the vein you're in. Keep walking in it. Hear me. Keep walking in the Spirit. Keep walking in the Spirit. Don't stand still and go back to the prison cell. Don't go back to normal. Go Go forward in the name of Jesus. Go forward in the name of Jesus. Go forward in the name of Jesus. go forward personally go forward don't ride someone's coattails don't ride this way forever go forward get a prayer life like you've never had get a consecration like you've never had a walk with god like you've never had go forward go forward i bind every devouring spirit in the name of the lord jesus christ Every vulture of hell that we're trying to steal someone's faith tonight. I curse it in the name of the Lord. Starve that vulture Jesus in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Make them go to a different city, a different town, a different county to find somebody's unbelief to fe- feast on. In the name of Jesus, let faith rise in this atmosphere. In every home, I release the gift of faith. In your conversations at your dinner table, in your car rides, several of you families who I feel the Holy Ghost. Several families who've been having strife and contention in their car rides are going to have prayer meetings. Many of you are going to speak in tongues on the drive home tonight as the power of God goes with you. And let the angels of the Most High God.